Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. This is our final movie show for the year, for 2019. Uh, there's a few news stories making headlines, of course, as usual. Um, but a big part of um, the time of this episode will be trailers. Some big trailers. So getting straight into it, we'll start with Trailer Talk. Who are you going to call? Bill Murray or Finn Wolfhard, I guess. Both of them. Yeah. And more. Yeah, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, definitely. Here. Yeah, we can call him. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Is that what we're talking about? I was just name dropping things. That. <laughs> I mean, that is the name of the movie. I guess they didn't want to go with Ghostbusters 3. Didn't want any confusion with the Paul Feig movie for people that aren't ghost heads. I'm not quite sure I why they've gone with Afterlife. Maybe naming it Ghostbusters 3 probably would have killed confusion, maybe. Yeah, potentially. I do kind of like the title, although I would have preferred three. Well, I guess the afterlife is referring to, you know, not so much the afterlife, you know, you're dead, you're a ghost, but the afterlife of post the original crew of Ghostbusters. You know, we've got a and new generation. So who is... We've got Finn Wolfhard. He's a young lad. He's got a sister. There's a mum. We, we Paul also in there, not related to But these kids, we find out they're the grandkids of Egon Spengler, which is a great choice. Yeah. I really like that. And you get to see his collection of moulds and fungi, <laughs> which was pretty, pretty funny. You got to see his, um, his so jumpsuit. They're, so they're living on this farm or this family. They've moved there or, or something like that. So Egon's farm or Egon ended up living at this farm... I remember, was it Dan Aykroyd's character had a property that he was sold? the one that sold the house. I thought, based on that teaser trailer, it was going to be Ray's house. I believe you on the podcast said could be Egon's, and I was like, nah, nah. it must be Ray's. You were right. Hey, sometimes <laughs> this trailer though, um, it's interesting. Not what I expected. I kind of like, I watched it. And then I was just sat trying to process it, and I went back in and I watched it again. I mean, for the most part, this looks like a drama. Ghostbusters is a comedy. I'm guessing they're saving the laughs for the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the trailer, the movie that we see in the trailer, looks very well put together, but again, dramatic. I'm hoping that we're not just going to be following these kids, though. I'm a fan of Stranger Things, do not get me wrong. Yeah. But I want... Adult Ghostbusters. If you, uh, you know, like, and I'm thinking there will be those kind of surprises. Look, if you were to take both either one or two, the first, either one of the first two Ghostbuster movies and cut a trailer for it now, you could create a a drama kind of tone in a trailer. Like, with the, with what you get. So, there's nothing, I reckon there will be comedy, but it won't be on the level that we got in that Paul Feig movie, which was more bonkers out there, like stand-up skit kind of comedy, which is very different to what the originals had in their in their comedy. I, I reckon well, we're the on the originals right track. and the Paul Feig, they both had that Saturday Night Live background, so they were coming from similar no, that, places. That's true, but what they portrayed on screen was like comedy that could exist in the real world with just these people and the comedy coming from them and not so much the situation. If that makes sense, like it wasn't... Yeah. yeah. But this does look good. It looks like a good film. So even if we don't get the laugh-out-loud humour and stuff that we want from Ghostbusters, it looks like it's going to be a pretty solid film. I mean, I'm hoping we do, and they've got the original cast back in the original roles. 
So I'm hoping they are going to bring the laughs. Wonder Woman 1984 trailer. Looks pretty interesting. I'm gonna... Gal Gadot, she's back. <laughs> yeah. uh, she gets to debut her golden eagle armor, which is straight from the Kingdom Come comic book. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this now, and I need you to let me finish before before you make assumptions. I'm worried about this movie because the trailer looks so damn good. Like I really enjoyed it. Does that make sense? No. no. The trailer <laughs> looks so good, but there have been so many like DC films with the trailers looking amazing. So you're and, feeling that this trailer's yeah, gonna lull you into a, a false little, sense of security. A little part of me is like, I'm gonna be disappointed in this because now my expectations are so high because this trailer is fantastic. It's a good trailer. The music, the like the synthetic sounds of like the eighties vibes and stuff like Steve that. Steve Trevor. He's back. Shell suit, bum bag. I mean, they're not holding He's that back. back at all. Like, he is back, I guess. We don't know how yeah. or for how long. The question is how. Is it really Steve Trevor? What's the mystery there? Who knows? What about the lightning? And it looks as though Wonder Woman, with her golden lasso, is web-swinging. From lightning bolt to lightning bolt. Anytime I see a superhero web-swinging, I'm there, even if it is Wonder Woman. Oh, I'll just go but with can't it. Can't she fly in that whole thing? She flies? Can she fly? Have we seen her fly? In yeah, these movies, anyway. Yeah. In the the first Wonder Woman movie, ended with her literally flying towards the camera, or was she leaping? Was she jumping very? Far? In the comics, in the cartoons, it's a bit free and loose. Sometimes she can fly, sometimes she can't. I mean, she does have an invisible plane, which she wouldn't need if she could fly. So sometimes she can, sometimes she can't. But I thought they'd established mm. in these DC EU movies that she could fly. Mm, we must reassess. Maybe she's just doing the. Golden Age Superman thing, and she's just leaping very far. <laughs> but she definitely flew towards the camera. But she could have been leaping. I need to go back and she can lasso it. over a building in a single bound. Black Widow, no powers. Got a trailer. Scarlett Johansson, first Black Widow solo movie. Now look, look. There's nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing in this trailer that's fundamentally wrong or off-putting. It looks like a run-of-the-mill you know, single-issue MCU movie. My cynicalness comes from, is it too late? I mean, it looks like, good, but, like, my wife watched the trailer with me, and she just said, isn't she dead? Yeah, but why? Like, <laughs> that's the, the yeah. But, so we're assuming prequel? Has well, to be. What's well, a prequel? It's, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. I don't know if it's actually concrete confirmed, but it seems to be set between Civil War and Infinity War. And I'm okay with that. They can't bring her back. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. really like her as a character, but after her sacrifice, and she fought so hard with Clint to be the one that sacrificed herself, after Endgame, to just bring her back, you can't. Yeah, like, um, I'm expecting some sort of big reveal or something at the end, or, you know, the majority of the movie is set, say, here, and then by the end of the movie, we're now here, and there's something else going on, and I was like, that excites me, because I'm like, they've got to be delivering something like that, but then I'm also... Well, if they do something like that, does that mean she's alive? Yeah, like, you know, it, it's... I do like I the idea... I don't want that. Yeah, I do like the idea of this movie, but I don't know if it's big enough for me to get excited about the new phase. Now, in you know, broadly, of course I'm excited about the new phase, but this is, like, the first movie of mm. that new phase, of I mean, the new saga. I mean, they've always done, I guess, a sort of a palate cleanser type movie following an Avengers film, and I guess we kind of got that with Far From Home right after Endgame, but... For all intents and purposes, like, 
we are coming out of Endgame still, you know, it's still so, so that was fresh. still the Infinity Saga, though, wasn't it? That's yeah, Far From Home definitely. was the last movie. But, you know, it's all in our minds. We're all still thinking Endgame and everything that, you know, that, that final battle sort of brought to us and all the emotions, all the, all the feels, the action, the bigness. We're going to start this new, like, saga or whatever they're calling it with this Black Widow. And I don't know. I feel it's a... It's just, a, it's just an odd place to start. Maybe if they were starting with a follow-up to Doctor Strange or, or something. I don't know. Anything different. But it could still be a good movie. So we live in hope. Yeah. And I'm sure it will be. It's, you know... Have they done us wrong yet? If, yeah. <laughs> Here just... and there. You know. Not I perfect, having, but... I was having a thing. <laughs> overall, you know, they all get big ticks. James Bond, he's back. Last time for Daniel Craig. We've got our first trailer for No Time to Die. So much of this trailer got me excited. Oh, it looks like a bloody good film. You know, I, I always like referring to like the trend of these Daniel Craig movies because it was like, really good movie, not so good movie, really good movie, not so good movie. So, following <laughs> that pattern, we're up to really good movie. Oh, good. And this feels like... It's got sort of the qualities of, you know, the good Daniel Craig movies. It's got, um, you know, the, the, the really good feels of, like, Skyfall, you know, that kind of tone. But then you also get those bonkers James Bond moments. The car, the, the machine guns, the, the music, the action. The scene where the headlights pull back and there's guns. Yeah, it's like... Made me smile. It's like, <laughs> it yeah. Brilliant. Holy shit. This like, is this James is, Bond. This is James Bond. But still, there was enough in the trailer that gave me the vibes of the already established tone of this Daniel Craig, James Bond, and those movies, and those good, strong, really good film moments. I just like that when Craig started, they said, nope, no gadgets. This is going to be a more grounded yeah, take on the character. very different. But gradually, like we got the Aston Martin in Skyfall that had gadgets, but they explained it away by it being an old car that's out of service. But they seem to be leaning into it more now, which I love. Because that's what James Bond is. Yeah, it's like we got him to this place. But I think it's kind of cool that we have this gradual thing. And this film series, the Daniel Craig part of it anyway. I mean, it, again, it's the first time we've ever had you know, direct continuity with each movie. You know, There are characters coming back, yeah, actors reprising roles, um, personal stakes and dramas and storylines that unfolded in previous movies are being addressed You know, in this trailer. For obviously this movie, so you know, it's this has never been done before before Daniel Craig, so it's always exciting. So as a big send off, if, if this really is his final one, which I think it everyone's saying it, it is, it is. Uh, hopefully he ends with a good one, go out on a bang, and of course he, you know, they somehow managed to slip in Bond, James Bond, yeah. So, yeah, I'm on board. It's a great trailer. I am on board. It is a great trailer. And another trailer absolutely blew me away. I didn't know quite (laughs) what to expect. Free Guy, Ryan Reynolds in an action comedy. So what are the two movies that you get the strongest vibes, or would you say this movie is? And it's not necessarily a negative to say this. Okay, I'll say Wreck-It Ralph, Lego movie. Yes. So the Lego movie in a video game. I'd say world. more Lego movie, but yeah, yeah. He could That's break. A good point. Ryan Reynolds could break into singing. Everything is awesome, and it would fit into the first half of this trailer. It's it's all there. So what we introduce to here is is the story of a bank teller who discovers he's actually the background player in an open world 
video game. Interesting concept, but you actually watched the trailer. It's bloody brilliant. <laughs> no, like the trailer does look. It good, is so. such a good trailer. Uh, Jodie Comer is in here. Like she's brilliant in the TV series Killing Eve. Good to see her here and Reynolds. The trailer looks really, really good. So I guess if if you might be thinking, you know, you might be thinking, well, this has sort of been done, but now where it's like live action, okay. It's like no, you know, it, it's similar, but it's a different take. But even when you I com- think it's going to yeah. go into, it's going to branch out into. It'll something be more world. than what we presented with to begin with. But what you said there, like comparing it to Lego Movie, it's a cartoon. Like so, even that yeah. difference is enough for me. I this looks so really, saying really yeah good. saying this is a live action Lego movie is not necessarily a detraction or it's not no 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 but comment. it's also by it being li- live action and having Ryan Reynolds in the lead it's different enough mm. it looks like a really fun movie okay so that's trailer talk now we'll start with movie news we've got a couple of DC release dates okay uh, well the Flash. The Flash, uh, this is what, it's 27th uh, release date, director, no, nothing like that. Uh, the July 1st, 2022. So they've committed to a new release date. It's, um, oh, the name of the director. Andy Muschietti. That's that's the one. Yeah. So he's directing still. So we've got a director, we've got a release date. Shazam 2, also happening. I guess they had to jump on this one because those kids aren't getting any younger. <laughs> and that's coming out the same year, April 1st. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're getting... I mean, I'm not surprised. We we knew we were getting a Shazam 2. But, you know, I'm glad that they've got it penciled in. So, with the flash, things will start moving. Ezra Miller still attached. I, I'm not taken with these... Interpretation of the character so far. I mean, he's probably my least favourite actor in the DC universe that oh, we have okay. out of the main, you know, like the main heroes. I don't I don't want a continuation of what we've already had, but that's kind of the point, isn't it? They're going to continue. Well, well, that's it. I mean, what we've said, you know, they they could, or they seem to be just picking and choosing what they wanted to continue, what they wanted to sort but of But they're keeping the actor. If they can, I don't know, like, he didn't work for me at all. Injustice League. What if they have him? So they still have Ezra Miller, but he's like from another universe, and he comes in still Ezra Miller, but different personality. You've been listening to me talk about Crisis and even Earths too much. <laughs> they're not, well, I mean, not going to be doing that. Maybe it's not. It's not so much him as an actor, but it's leave like, Ezra Miller and just introduce Wally West. The why original not? Kid yeah, Flash. why not? They could. Well, they're not doing that. Miller is coming back. Was some Batman news. Peter Sarsgaard, he's been cast in a unnamed role for the Matt Reeves Batman movie. I mean, we could sit here and speculate. They keep adding the ca- yeah. great cast to this movie. I mean, he could just be like some, I don't know, a lollipop man. Could be know. anybody. That sounds like a villain. No, like, you it, know, like a crosswalk attendant or a bank teller, a taxi driver. He could be anyone or he could be, you know, Mr. Freeze. Who the hell knows? Planet of the Apes, we got Wes Ball from uh, The Maze Runner, will be directing and developing, well, a new Apes film. And this would be under Disney, I believe. That's the interesting part. As a 20th Century Fox film. Also, though, Apes. Did that not... It just happened. (laughs) We've just had a new Apes series of films. I guess because it is so 
fresh. Like, when was War of the Planet of the Apes that third one in the new in the oh, new series? Was that last year? Maybe the year before. Maybe the year actually. before. I had a push, but that was a long movie. But it feels like last year. That kind of makes me think: Would this be a continuation of that? Could we see, you know, Caesar and stuff back? Um, As you said, though, Disney. I think they're going to do their own. Do their Maybe own closer to the original movies. But even then, like they could still piggyback on what's sort of come before with um, what's his name. He does all the motion capture and stuff. Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis, that's the one. It was on the tip of my tongue, I swear. But they could still, you know, Andy Serkis back, Caesar. But where, you know, where the where the next film would be, I guess, would be exactly where the original movies were set. You know, like the apes would be more civilized and sort of running their own communities and stuff like that. So. Disney, they kind of don't need to reboot, reboot. I think they, they can will. kind of I think reboot. I think they've they've told that story by doing a fresh updated mm. take on it. I think with this, they're maybe going to go back and have it closer to that original, you know, Charlton Heston on the beach at the yeah. end. I just reckon they could kind of do both with keeping in continuity. Like, I mean, the cast pretty much changed every time in those movies anyway. Each movie was a little bit of their own little reboots, except for. You know, the ape characters. So. But uh, let's see what happens. The Invisible Woman. This is a thing. Yeah. We talked about the trailer, didn't we? No, we talked about The Invisible Man. I'm here today to talk about The Invisible Woman. Oh, yeah, Different thing altogether. That is, yeah, that is a different thing. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks is set to star in and direct The Invisible Woman with the tone of the remake described as Thelma and Louise meets American Psycho. I had the same thought as you. Is she invisible? Like, is this like a <laughs> I mean, thing? She will be. I had that is first it... thought. Like, no, this is not a new thing. But it is. We're getting man and woman. Unrelated. Rel- Completely separate. The Invisible Man is Blumhouse. Yeah. This is separate to that. So it's definitely, I'm not thinking like metaphorically invisible. Like, you know, like no one pays attention to her. She's gone under the radar. Like, we're talking like. She. Like Jessica Alba, Fantastic Four type invisible yes. woman, but not the comic book. No. But... <laughs> Goes invisible. Yeah, cool. All right. So Elizabeth Banks is doing things. That's good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, what was the last thing she did? Charlie's Angels. Yeah. And she did. She's still got work. Good for her. <laughs> she did. She did Power Rangers. Uh, yeah. She did Power Rangers. Rita Repulsa. Yeah. Pitch Perfect. She's been doing hot stuff in that. So I think the third movie was recent last year. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. But then that recent Power Rangers reboot didn't really go anywhere. Did it beyond that? Movie. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to segue into Power Rangers. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> Let's talk about Power Rangers then. A new Power Rangers oh, movie. Oh, really? What? <laughs> A new Power Rangers movie reboot is on the way. Uh, director Jonathan uh, Entwistle. Probably pronounce that wrong. I don't care. It sounds uh, right. Best known for... Do it with confidence. Best known for Netflix's End of the Effing World is currently in early negotiations to direct... Uh, the story revolves around the Rangers travelling back in time to the 90s as they try to find their way back home. I guess a little bit akin to Back to the Future. It's back to the Future meets Power Rangers, but they're going to go back in time to my favourite era which was Power the Rangers, 90s. the 90s. Of course. Everyone's you know favourite. It would be a huge mistake if when they go back to the 90s, they didn't cast the original actors from the show. Playing different characters, but in the nineties, cameo. Well, I mean, just cameos in the nineties. Well, they did a couple cameos in, in you know the the recent ones. So they what did. Was that? that was legendary pictures, wasn't it? Or, or Lionsgate think, or something? I think it was Lionsgate. But yeah. With so the, Hasbro now yeah. has uh, purchased Saban 
all of it. That. And they're so going to be doing it all. They've in-house. got Power Rangers, so they're going to yeah under I think that All Sparks pictures whatever thing. Oh really? <laughs> well, I mean, so it's going to be with My Little Pony and Transformers. Sounds straight, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. But yeah, Power Rangers, it's coming back, and at the time travel angle i like i gotta admit i'm still a little bit gutted that like a little part of me is gutted that we're not getting a continuation of that new movie because i think that was actually that had potential to go somewhere and it was actually a pretty good movie for what it was i thought it was all right but it flopped hard so i don't blame now there's distance from it i don't want to see more of that and just with the costumes i get what they were doing they were making them look more alien in design To hell with that. He's an opportunity. Yeah. Primary coloured Power Rangers costumes. This movie gives us more like of what we're familiar with with those original Rangers. I'm talking spandex, plastic helmets. That's what I I mean. Not so much spandex. (laughs) You can go a little bit of quality, but honestly, one of my favourite parts of Power Rangers is they've got the spandex outfits. So when they get hit by a weapon, sparks. Sparks. Yeah, man. (laughs) Because is it really spandex? No, the circuitry and whatever (laughs) going on underneath, protecting them in the power suit. We had Power Rangers the coming magic back. of your imagination. Shrunk. You heard of this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is a much better title. But anyway, they're doing a remake. <laughs> they're calling it Shrunk. Joe Johnston is in talks to direct it. Josh Gad is in talks to star. And Gad will play Wayne Zelinsky's grown-up son who also accidentally shrinks his children, so it's going to be a continuation of the Rick Moranis movies. Which is cool. If he's playing his son. Yeah. Now, which do you know which son that is? I don't remember the names. No Is idea. he the baby that was blown up? Blew up? <laughs> blow up. <laughs> blow or up, is blow. he one of the older kids? Does he have... I honestly can't remember. I mean, th- I've not seen these movies kind in of such a long like time. Baby, so. <laughs> and I used to, you know, as a kid, like really enjoyed yeah. these movies. No, they're good. Even the... I think the third one was like a oh, TV ourselves. movie. But that was still Rick Moranis though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was still pretty cool. And like, he did a TV series as well. I used to watch that. Live a Disney TV? Channel live action TV series. Really? Yeah, I used to watch it. That must have been different cast and stuff. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have Rick Moranis with that. But they did a trilogy with the same cast. Is that on Disney Plus? Where's that? I've not looked. The movies <laughs> are though, because I keep scrolling past them thinking, oh, maybe my seven-year-old will like them. Maybe. She might like Aladdin. Have you heard about the you know the actor that played Aladdin like since Actually, the yeah, movie? Let's address that before we let's go do into that the story. first. Yeah, and so Mina Mus- Musad, I think that's his name, I believe, who played what the title character Aladdin, is that since he starred in Aladdin, mm. that made a billion dollars at the box office, yeah. he's not been able to get an audition. Not even yeah, not even audition. So he's not being offered roles. He's not, and you know. Like, I've heard things about Hollywood. You know, it is hard. It's competitive. Um, but, I mean, and he's done a few smaller... Pro- Aladdin is his biggest thing that he's done. But, you know... But to not maybe, have an audition after that... Not even... Yeah, like... If like he's not asking for a part. He's saying an audition. Like, he can't even like, get in the room with yeah, somebody. Yeah, like, have a discussion. Show people what they've got. And it's, Jasmine, she's off making Charlie's Angels and God knows whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame that. I mean, before that, she was a Power Ranger, so she's. <laughs> she I guess she did have more. On, she had more on a CV. Yeah, I mean, I think his time will come, but I mean, it, it does put into question, you know, those those things where it's like, are there other discriminatory things in place? 
Is it just, you know, he's still a young guy and he's only had this one big role and, you know, he needs another role for everyone to, you know... We're it, talking about the title character in a billion-dollar movie. But, I mean, it's not... If you were to say... If you were to oh, ask listen, anyone I'm, who stars in that Aladdin movie... I mean, you might not know Will Smith. Hey, people, you might not notice. I did pause, and I was hoping you'd remember his name. <laughs> exactly, and you did. Will Smith stole that movie. Of course, he yeah. did. Even Naomi Scott blew us away, blew me away so much that I <laughs> pop of her. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? I was, I, I was just about to say keep it PG, but I was just. <laughs> I, I have, I have okay. many wonderful You've got a dreams. Pop vinyl of I have Jasmine. a hard drive full of her. Okay, oh, okay. No. <laughs> um, but anyway, so spin-off. Aladdin is getting a spin-off. So you know, remember that one white guy in Aladdin? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um Billy Magnuson, Prince Anders, you know, he had that one scene with a couple lines. I think he popped up a couple times. But, you know, basically just that throwaway gag character. Uh, there's a spin-off in de- development for Disney Plus. So it's the first spin-off from one of Disney's live-action remakes. So this is not theatrical. It'll go straight to the streaming service. But even so, out of all the characters that deserve a remake from Aladdin, I can think of maybe at least ten other characters that I would give Magic Carpet a spin-off before all this (laughs) random print. Yeah, it's like, pretty bizarre. Although, and I guess on top of you know what we were just talking about with uh, Mina Musada's, it's you know it's a bit it's a bit awkward. It's a bit rough. The one white guy in the movie. Well, he's probably not the one white guy, but you know the one major white guy in the movie. And he gets his own. He spin-off. gets a freaking spin off. It's like probably not. But who really not wants well played. a Prince Anders movie? Yeah, that <laughs> I mean, alone. Come it's, on. Just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Princess Jasmine a spin-off. I'd watch that. He know I would. Alone. I'm going to have to move us on. I'd watch it alone Jane. at home. Keeping it Disney Plus, Home Alone. I was trying to set you up. I was alone. Yeah, anyway. Go. Yep. <laughs> Archie <Sorry>. Yates. <laughs> He's the kid from Jojo Rabbit. He's not playing Kevin McAllister, but he will be playing a new character in the same vein. So a kid who gets left home alone. His parents will be played by Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney. Them two I really like. I've not seen Jojo Rabbit, but I really want to. It looks really good. Ellie Kemper is from... Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. She's great in that. And Rob Delaney, he's brilliant in TV series Catastrophe. He's the guy with the tash in Deadpool 2. I'm blanking on his name. Peter, Mm. he's in that briefly. I'm still very curious about this. You you know how I feel about Home Alone and my deep... Home Alone's great. You know, my wife and I are going to watch Home Alone at Christmas. Oh, well done, yeah. Because we wanted to watch a Christmas movie and we both thought, you know, Home Alone would be a good one to watch. But they've done sequels to Home Alone where it's not Kevin and I've not watched any of them because my thought's been, what's the point? Have you even seen the, have you seen the third one? No. That was theatrically released. No, I haven't. I've well. not seen three, four or five. I've so only seen three, the first two. You know, there are moments in it and... Um, yeah, no, it's 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 okay. It's but I think if you're gonna right. do a remake, Scarlett Johansson's in it. They should have just gone <laughs> Kevin McAllister. Like yeah, like if they're gonna do a reboot, then just redo it. I think the fourth movie is Kevin again. No way, it is ridiculous. It's McAllister, but there's only there's only three kids in the family. The parents are divorced. Oh no! It's it's like <laughs> it's like a comp- it's by name only. It's Don't a completely need different that. movie. Wow! I didn't think they revisited Kevin. Yeah. Oh, and, maybe uh, that's why they're staying away now. But Home Alone, Disney Plus. So this is not going to be theatrical. You'll get to see it at home with the Aladdin spin-off. I'm I, I am curious as a Disney movie. Like maybe they could 
do something pretty cool, but I'm not hopeful. I'm but not. this is the first Disney Plus movie where it's remaking a Fox property, isn't it? We literally just talked about Planet of the Apes, but yeah. But well, so you think, mean this will be yeah, like the but first think, released, probably? Well, Planet of the Apes isn't Disney Plus, though. Like, Disney oh, are making true. Right, Planet true, of the Apes, whereas yeah. this one, like, this is going to be heading to the streaming service just like Noel, Lady and the Tramp. You'll only be able to watch it on Disney well, Plus. Well, if you notice on Disney Plus, like, out of all the Fox properties that are on there now, like, there's very few of them so far, but Home Alone is definitely That's on there. there. It's kids' ones. Although, I suppose, what I've noticed with Disney Plus, um, like Touchstone, you know, movies like um, Three Men and a Baby, PG and Under, Turner and Hooch, if it's over a PG, it's not on there. Apparently, that will change with time when they start introducing more of the Fox back catalogue. Mm. But at the moment, it's. Are you just referring to, to be... like the Touchstones? Because obviously, well, there are M rated movies but on even, there. Even Fox. I mean, there's the, yeah, there's the Marvel and Star Wars stuff, but it just seems like they've been very careful about. All the movies that they're bringing yeah. over that aren't purely Disney movies. I mean, we talked about Disney Plus, when, you know, when it launched, and I think that what they're trying to like give the image and represent is Disney, Disney. So very few, very particularly what Fox stuff they put out for now, anyway. Well, Home Alone looks like it could be a Disney film, and it will be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but you, you yeah, see what it, it represents: family, Christmas. It, yeah, it's it does. It, could be a Disney movie. Uh, the Christmas Chronicles 2. Yes! My f- <laughs> a sequel to my favourite Christmas movie ever. I still don't understand why you dislike it so much. Mm, just wait until we discuss Noel and we'll see how we feel about those movies. You just wait until we discuss Christmas Chronicles 2. I, it's happening. I quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. So Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn will return. No, I say Goldie Hawn returning. Was she in the first one? She was at she the end. Was? Yep. She popped up at the end. I can it was more, what I'm it, saying. It was more like a cameo, but yeah, she was in it. They will return in the Christmas Chronicles 2, coming to Netflix next holiday season. Christmas. I need to somehow get out of this before then. <laughs> hey, listen, like, I put up the trailer on our social media that and means nothing. people gravitate towards it. Like, there's an audience for this movie. There's something Let about them it watch and enjoy it. Leave a me Christmas movie, Kurt Russell in the role, he was fun. And you know, it's not a perfect movie. And you're right, we did do a full review, which we will be reposting in time for mm-hmm. Christmas. But it it was a no brainer. They were bound to do a sequel. It was a big hit for Netflix. And every couple of years they could just release a new one. <laughs> there's an audience for it oh god I'm having dangerous flashes of the Christmas Chronicles 7 like <laughs> ah. my kids dad dad the new Christmas Chronicles movie is that get out of my house cool <laughs> hey listen I'd much rather no I'm not going to say anything about Noel until we post our review okay. I'm going to put a pin in that the official title of The Conjuring 3 has been revealed the Devil Made Me Do It. That's the name of the movie. It's a very odd title. Did, did number two have a subtitle? No. Did we just give The it Conjuring one? 2. Yeah. That if was. they were going to give it a subtitle, it could have been The Conjuring 2, The Enfield Haunting. Yeah. That would have worked. The Devil Made Me Do It. I mean, this is the woman's back. It's a, it's a genuine Conjuring movie with the Warrens. The title makes it sound cheap. Yeah, I'm not too keen on the tile. It sounds like... uh, Yeah. 
But we had this conversation. It sounds like about, a horror movie sequel. We've which had this conversation already today, but about Ghostbusters. They went Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm. The Conjuring seemed to be following that same trend. They usually wait till the fourth movie to put a stupid subtitle. Ghostbusters didn't. Well, <laughs> did they? I mean, I guess kind of. It's the fourth movie, isn't it? <laughs> Good point. But anyway, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So look, I'm, I'm happy we're getting a Conjuring 3. Yeah, like me too. Officially. I'll watch it. Take my money. So, But with the title, uh, I don't know. All right, look, the t- to be honest, the title doesn't actually change or make the movie better or worse. It's just... It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 okay. It's still stupid. Though. The Conjuring Three is such a good title. It's just simple. <laughs> I know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. The Third Conjuring. Mm. Actually, possibly in different markets, we might just get it as the Conjuring yeah, Three. So yeah. if in Australia we get it as Conjuring Three, that'll be better for my Blu-rays. I'd rather just see a Conjuring Three on my Blu-ray instead of. Yeah, it could happen. I wonder if they've done it to make it. You know, because you've got all the spin-offs and it's like the Conjuring Universe. Mm. Maybe in certain markets they did really well and they're wanting this movie they want to, to capitalise on the fact yeah, that it's to have like, some, you know, this is still part of that universe. Yeah. And if you say it's the conjuring three, oh it's the third part in something. I don't know. But it's it's a weird choice to put a title on if it. If only we had marketing degrees and we'd know. Okay, cool. T V news. Starting off with our Supergirl, Thomas Lennon will make his Arrowverse debut as Migs, Migs, what's it? What was that word? Mixes Piddlick. I mean, that's exactly what that says, I guess. Mr. Mixes Piddlick. Okay, yeah, cool. On an upcoming episode of Supergirl. I have heard of that character before. I've heard you say that name, but that's a ridiculous word right there. He's an imp from the fifth dimension. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> He's a what from the... He's an imp. An imp. From the f- uh, imp. an imp. I-M-P from the okay. fifth Dimension. Fantastic. As the as the Arrowverse guy that is up to date, I... I honestly thought this was going to be a quick in and out story. Well, let's get in and out. Good. So what we it though, hey, listen, I'm, I'm three parts into the crisis on the Infinite oh, Earths crossover, and it's bloody brilliant. That's all I'll say for now. All right. Come next, January, next sounds story. like comics, we will do a whole episode dedicated to the special. Griswolds, remember them? I do. You know that vacation move with Ed Helms? That was a good movie. I enjoyed it. And it seems as though people have forgotten all about it already. I haven't. That was a good movie. Jonathan Galilecki. Galilecki? Why is that hard? Isn't that what I said? You can say Mystic Piddlick (laughs) or whatever it is. Mixy Spiddlick. Okay. Johnny Galilecki. Johnny Galecki. (laughs) That's what I said. Johnny Galecki. The kid from Big Bang Theory. (laughs) The kid. (laughs) Leonard, the grown-up. All right, he was the kid from... Roseanne? Christmas Vacation. Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He played Dusty. Rusty. Rusty. (laughs) He played Dusty. (laughs) Have I said that we're talking about a Griswold's TV series yet? I don't know. That's the story. I don't Uh, know. What are we talking about? Okay, we're getting a vacation spin-off TV show, The Griswold's, for HBO Max. Right, yes. We don't know if Galecki <laughs> will be playing Rusty or not. I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna say just keep saying. I'm words. just gonna keep saying things with question marks at the end for the rest of the podcast. For HBO Max? Did you um, say HBO Max? I don't know. Yeah, but I didn't put a question mark at the end of it. <laughs> I'm pretty confident about that one. So yeah, so we're said to be on a vacation TV series. We don't know if Galecki is gonna be an actor on the show, but he will be a producer. If if he was to be an actor, do you see him reprising? He'd have to be Rusty, rusty. yeah. But then, 
Poor Ed Helms. He did such yeah. a good job in that movie. Or do you think this potentially could be a reboot? Mm. Whereas title character, Clark Griswold. Right. And so you'd, you'd look at recasting. Whether or not Johnny Jalecki is playing him, someone would take on the mantle of... Say what you will about Chevy Chase. He, he is Clark Griswold. That's it. Like, you can't. And you so can't, far, we haven't gone without him being Clark Griswold in anything. I mean, I mean it, Rusty's yeah. been played by, like, 14 different people. Oh, heaps of different people. <laughs> yeah, like, so many. Anthony so. Michael Hall, he, paid, he played him at one point, I think, mm. in the first vacation movie, and then it was another guy in European. And I think the European guy came back for Vegas. Sure. Anywho, <laughs> Griswold's coming to HBO Max. I don't know what that means for us here in Australia. Because I don't even know we'd get, where we'd get that. Somewhere, yeah. All right. Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. World Beyond. That's news in that itself. That is the news. Um, oh, right. That's the only news. That's, yeah. That's the title. Oh, okay. Oh, well, there's a release date, I guess. But uh, that is the official title of the new Walking Dead series. And we also have a premiere date of well, March 2020. More Walking Dead. You still carrying on with that show? With the main series. Yeah. I've fallen behind on Fear the Walking Dead. I might catch up one day, but it seems like a chore at this point. So why do that to myself? Um, look, I stopped I'll, a long time I'll ago. I'll check out, you know, World Beyond just to see what it is and how it's going. And and if I don't like it, I don't like it. But okay, it's good. Cool, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a, give it a chance. That's a good... If it's shit, I'm not going to... Insight into your thought process mm. there. Okay. Do you have a recommend? I do. Okay. Now, I've been... I've been spending this month this month just watching Christmas movies every day, so I haven't gotten out there and experienced much in the world of, of new things, but I did take time to check out the movies that made us on Netflix. Son of a bitch. Was that your recommend? Not anymore. Oh, do you have a backup? <laughs> nope, not yet. That's okay. We Hopefully could just both this. recommend that one thing and then just have one recommend. Potentially. You talk, I'll think. Okay. I'm glad to know you're listening. Um, yeah, I'm no, going to edit the episode. I'll hear it back. Much like the series on Netflix, The Toys That Made Us, um, there's a handful of episodes that sort of, you know, basically a little one-hour documentary on a certain subject. Obviously, this being movies, a different movie each one. It goes into the production, some kind of cool story behind how the movie came together, how the it was made, all that. Movies from our childhoods or beyond, um, that sort of shaped us as adults or whatever. So the movies that they cover, the first one is uh, uh, Dirty Dancing. Question mark at the end. (laughs) (laughs) HBO Max. (laughs) Um, Dirty Dancing. Die Hard, Home Alone, and Ghostbusters. Not in that order. Um, (laughs) Or is it in that order? No, it's not. It was Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters, Die Hard. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Not good. I watched them in order. That's how I remember the order. But yeah. Just a solid addition, again, much like the toys that made us, which I don't know if we've recommended the second season or third season or what we're up to, so maybe that's an option for you. It is. We've not spoken about it, no, but I mean, that is, that is really good. Um, wow, this has not happened before where we've got I'm the same I'm literally giving recommend. you one to recommend. You, you are, and I did enjoy that. What if I what if I give you back the movie one and I'll take the toys that made us no, whatever season we're up We to. don't want these guys to get a big head. Like they, they've made both <laughs> these shows. They are both fantastic, but... Yeah, the movies that made us, it's, it's fantastic. It really is. And my favourite of the, of the four is still Dirty Dancing. 
I think it's because it's the one that I knew the least about. That always seems to be the trend. And again, going back to the toy one, it's like the Barbie, the Barbie episode. episode. My Little Pony. <laughs> that was a good one as yeah, well. Yeah, and um, the Hello Kitty one. That was interesting, yeah. Yeah. Like, like the, call it the girl episode, don't send me hate letters. But like, yeah, like the toys that we didn't play with, it's like the more interesting stories behind them. And I guess, yeah, Dirty Dancing, the less, the one that we're probably at least attached to is like, has the most interesting story behind it. But it sounds like at this time, because nothing else has come into my mind, we are both going to recommend the movies that made us, which is a first for us. I think that gives them a bigger head than if you were to recommend two shows that they did. But it's my legitimate recommend. I put a lot of thought into it, and you <laughs> stole it right in front of me. Well, you should have gone first. I mean, what was it, a couple of episodes ago where you were about to recommend The World According to Jeff Goldblum, mm. and I got... To it first. Yes, yeah, so I have to recommend The Mandalorian, which I might talk to you about off air very briefly. I've heard great things about the latest episode. The one you talked about as being a dud, I agree, but the latest one, Even... I've yet to watch it. Hey, Jeff Goldblum, gaming, have you seen that episode? Yeah. We'll talk off air. I oh. loved it. I loved it. You loved it. Anyway, yeah, we'll, we do, they don't need to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it off air. I feel like we just want to recommend those shows again, maybe. <laughs> Trivia. We always like to close out on a little bit of trivia. And I want to keep in theme with the movies that made us. And you mentioned it as your pick. And it's my pick. As the recommended. <laughs> Don't sound bitter at all. So I've got Home Alone trivia. Yes. Joe Pesci kept forgetting that he was filming a family movie during his character's on-screen outbursts. So director Chris Columbus advised him to say fridge instead of the F word. Brilliant. In that... Well the movies that made us and they kept showing clips of Pesci going to swear because like look at where he came from like all those gangster movies <laughs> exactly <laughs> right during rehearsals for the scene where Harry attempts to bite off Kevin's finger Pesci actually bit Macaulay Culkin leaving a small scar he has a scar on his finger he's so method mm. <laughs> the concept for the movie originated during the filming of a scene in Uncle Buck from 89 in which Macaulay Culkin plays a character who interrogates a would-be sitter through the letter opening in the front door. Also known as a letterbox. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. A popular scene from that movie essentially was the birth of Home Alone. Yeah, I'm faking enthusiasm because I knew all this, but uh, yes, they are good little fans. And if people are listening and they've watched the movies that made us, they knew all this. That's as true well. as well. So, When you find out that the house was built on a... Was it a basketball court? It was in a school, yeah. like a gymnasium. Well, it was like throughout the school, really. But yeah, a lot of the incredible. Were, yeah. I had no idea. See, I had read that on paper when I did my rewind and review episode, you know, focused on uh, featuring Home Alone, and I'd read that, but I didn't really process it as being an amazing. I was just like, okay, they built in a in a school, they you know, as a set, whatever, all good. But then to actually see visuals of it, it's like wow, they like really built that house. In that gymnasium. It's very impressive. It's very impressive. The whole school was used as, like, their studio, their backlot studio. It's crazy. Offices over here and there, production, editing, cutting, all that. Ah, madness. I think we've done a pretty good job at selling the movies that made us. Mm. And (laughs) if you haven't already, (laughs) check it out. 
Well, that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Street Podcast. We also have our sister shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. And all of our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmsdewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Knives Out and The Addams Family and our upcoming reviews of Noel, Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker, and Jumanji, The Next Level. I think we're even throwing in uh, Six Underground, is that what it's called? I was just going to say, yeah. don't forget Six I'll Underground. I'll throw that in there. Me saying it commits The Netflix movie it. starring Ryan Reynolds. I've seen it already. You've yet to see it. Mm. It's a lot of fun. So those four movies, not in that order. I think Star Wars is actually... Ne- no, Noel is next. Uh, Noel, yeah, Noel is next. Then Star Wars, Six Underground, then we'll be putting out Jumanji, the next level. And as we move into the new year, don't miss our year in review, 2019. That's the one. That's always a fun one. Always. Big one. I better start uh, Better start prepping on that, eh? Yeah, me too. Getting our, getting our stats in order. Well, Merry Christmas, guys. Happy New Year. Happy Star Wars week. It's all exciting stuff. Honestly, I'm so excited for Star Wars. It's come around. I was like, I was like, whatever, whatever. And then suddenly, boom. I know. I am the Bring same. Bring on the star. I am the same. Well, you've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. <laughs>